Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Joe Rimmer and joining me today is Ian Doyle. How are you, Ian? Yeah, okay, you? I'm all right, I'm all right. We're around the round table with Paul Ghost as well. Paul, how are you? All good, yeah. I am looking forward to a long round trip on Sunday with Doyle, Bournemouth and yeah. back in a day. <laughs> I've, done, I've done Bournemouth and back in a day with Doyle. You have actually, yeah. Doyle, that was Everton, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Everton, yeah wasn't yeah, that the day yeah. that somebody recognised you and then halfway got halfway through the conversation <laughs> and realised you weren't the person they thought No, no, were. no, no, that was, um, I hope they're not listening, but that, that was quite embarrassing. Really. <laughs> it was in the services, wasn't it? And um, he said, Joe, just, just hi, and he said, we went to uni together. I must admit, I could not remember. <laughs> I can't remember many things nowadays, but that was um, several years ago. And, and um, it was, you know, when it's written all over your face and you clearly yeah. can't remember that. Person. Couldn't you, you try and ask the right questions yeah. to fish, yeah. fish it out? Yeah, so it was um, <laughs> It was slightly awkward. And then, and then I had Bournemouth and back with Doyley. That was right at the start as well, mm. wasn't it? So, um, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, anyway, uh, actually, before we start, uh, I've got a couple of plugs to do. Um, I'm going to try and do better than Theo did last time. Um, we're going to just speak it then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, I'm actually going to plug it this time. Um, obviously, a lot of this podcast will focus on Mohamed Salah, who went down injured yesterday for Egypt, but um, he did score 200 goal, his 200th goal for Liverpool recently. Um, incredible player. And if you love Mo Salah, um, we've got a Mohamed Salah standalone uh, special that you can order from the Reach Shop. Um, you two gentlemen have written towards it. Um, mm, yeah. So there's plenty of stats, analysis, great pictures, all his best goals, um, a great profile. It's just a really nice keeper. So um, you can order that from the Reach Shop. That's reachshops.co.uk forward slash Salah. Um, we ship worldwide. So, um, yeah, if you're in Egypt, if you're in anywhere in the world, you'll be able to pick that up. So um, that's reachshops.co.uk forward slash Salah. Do, do you reckon um, they'd be able to get it in North Korea? I don't know. I don't know. So if you are listening from North Korea... Um, I don't know, but have a go. Go on the website mm. um, if you can get it. Give us a good tail for us, wouldn't yeah, it? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I don't know whether they watch Premier League football. Thanks for, for that, Ian, throwing that in. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the second plug I'm going to do is for our LFC app, which um, we've got a really good sale coming up on the LFC app um, for around deadline date. Um, we've got a premium LFC app, um, but you're going to get six months free, basically, on it. Um, and it's, you know... I know I'm plugging it, but it is really good. Um, you know, a lot of people complain about our website, and rightly yeah. so. You know, it's it's not Too the easiest thing well. to read, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we all feel your pain. But the, the app is really quick. It's it's slick. There's there's no ads on there. Um, you can listen to the pods on there in the background as well while you do other things. Um, it's really nicely laid out. Um, and there's going to be some premium content on there as well. So, um, yeah, look out for that sale as we get towards deadline day. But um, in the meantime, you can do a free trial. It's on the App Store. It's on Apple, the Apple Store as well. So, um, sorry, Google Play. Um, so definitely worth a go, um, if I do say so myself. Do you reckon you can get that in St. Helens? Yeah, yeah, to the ship to say we don't ship to St. Helens. No, no. If you're listening yep. and you're in St. Helens, um, Jamie or Jim. Jim, 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 Jim,
That's true, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, before we continue, I, I just want to quickly touch upon a conversation we were just having before we came on air. If you could put Ian Doyle in any wrestling hold, Paul Ghost, yeah. which one would you put him in? Um, probably <clears throat> the um, the Lion Tamer, which is slightly different to the Walls of Jericho. Wow, showing his knowledge. So, so the one with that, that's where you put the knee into the back and you really put the put the hitting on them. So I'd, I'd like to put those. Yeah, and he couldn't do that to you because like <clears throat> you're a big man, so he couldn't get you over. Yeah, no, no one could do that to him. There's no, no one on our small steps that'd be able be, to do that. He'd be tapping. Yeah, it's yeah. happening. What, what would you put um, Paul in? Clothesline, obviously. You'd have to jump yeah, up for it. You'd have to jump back. That's a move. What do you say, put him? He's still a move, not yeah, a hold. Yeah. Figure out all leg lock in tribute to yeah. Ric Flair. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Let us know in the comments which wrestling hold you'd like to put Ian Doyle in. I, I'd like to put him in many. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the day, really. Sharp shoes there. Sharp shoes would be well, good. As, yeah, as, we, as, we yeah. as we know from the podcast on Monday, you're quite small, so I'd imagine you'd be you'd be open to all of them, I think. I said to you before, I'll go back to back with any man. Just even a a yeah. good old-fashioned headlock. Yeah, just yeah. a headlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've had them in a few of them. Right, um, let's talk Mo Salah. I'll start with you, Gorsty, because you've got a little bit of an update on him. Obviously, um, hearts were in the mouths last night when, yeah. when Salah um, came off the pitch. Albeit he, he didn't seem too bad afterwards that he came out and watched the second half. Um, he walked through the mix zone with a bit of a smile on his face. And, you know, I think it doesn't look a terrible one, but, but when Mohamed Salah goes off the pitch... This is a man who doesn't get substitution many yeah. times, doesn't get injured. I think the last I read the last injury he had for Liverpool was 2019. That's that sound right? That's is incorrect, incorrect. Is it? because Sorry. he went off injured in the FA Cup final. Yes. Oh, well, I've got the yeah. Okay. Forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for correcting me. But still, okay. quite a while. It's 2022. It's only so. less than two years. 18 months ago. All right. All right. Well, 20 months. He doesn't came. go off the pitch. The point yeah. stands. He doesn't go off in many. Yeah. So you know when Mohamed Salah goes off the pitch, that it, it used it, it should be. Serious, but some positive news. I think it's fair to say. Positive ish, yeah. But the signs of things, he obviously went down injured yesterday, and there was initial fears that it was a hamstring issue. And I think Simon Hughes of the Athletic was actually there, isn't he, in, in the Ivory Coast mm -hmm. watching it? And I think he was thinking it might have been a hamstring issue. And <clears throat> um, speaking to, well, obviously Klopp got asked about it today, didn't he? And he said that there'll be an MRI and um, ultrasound, ultrasound, and an MRI, yeah, to determine mm -hmm. what it is. But yeah, I mean, speaking to to more than a handful of people who were based sort of either in Egypt or at the AFCON themselves this morning. It's, it sounds like it's quite good news. It's, it seems like it might just be a, a back muscle injury that's, that's kept them out. A couple of um, concerns that he won't be able to play on Monday for Egypt, but <clears throat> I suppose if he's not being definitively ruled out for that one, then bodes well for Liverpool yeah, in general, yeah. doesn't it? So, yeah, hopefully it's not a serious hamstring issue but there is an update expected later today from the Egyptian camp and the Egyptian team doctor but um, so far so good it seems though it's not uh, a particularly serious one yeah that's good I mean I'd kind of made my piece earlier with he wasn't really going to feature for Liverpool till what early February probably at the earliest anyway mm. um, so unless it was a really bad one he wouldn't really be playing in this period anyway. That would be like two or three weeks, wouldn't it? Because yeah. if you look at Liverpool's recent hamstring issues, they tend to Dom's, not have been... Dom, I was going to call him Dom Solanke, then Dominic yeah. Sivosla. No, he, um, we'll get on to him later. Yeah. But, yeah, it, they don't. They seem to be catching them early, Liverpool, I think. I mean, Sivosla was going to yeah. get substituted anyway, yeah. but he, yeah. he'd be a little bit, little bit late on that one. Obviously, with when players go abroad with the countries uh, or go away from Liverpool, I should say, under that, that medical care... The way that Liverpool play the game, very intense. There's a lot of games. You know, the fixture list has been quite hectic, mm -hmm. and they look. And if there's one player who looks after himself more than any others, it's probably Salah. We, if you uh, 
by our standalone publication. You might <laughs> yeah, know a little bit more about that, yeah, because yeah. we've done a piece on that. Um, but yeah, with Salah, one, as Klopp said, if he goes down, so they must be up. Uh, and of course, playing for Egypt is a massive thing for him. He's the biggest player. From, he, He's certainly the biggest player in Egypt, probably the most famous player in Africa in the tournament. So yeah, yeah. for the tournament to probably, at the moment, looks like certainly for one game, possibly could be longer. That's a big blow for, mm -hmm. for them and a big blow for Egypt. But as you say, with Liverpool, it's he was never going to be playing anyway. The worry now is that how is he going to react to it in case something has happened to him? Because it's not just the physical side of it it's the mental side of it yeah. as well because we saw what happened a couple of years ago when Egypt got to the final lost on penalties wasn't it yeah, yeah. and he uh, his form in the second half of the season was nowhere near as good as the first although there was the, the other complication was that six weeks later they got beat by selling on penalties again in the in a World yeah. Cup playoff so they missed out on that but yeah for Liverpool it's, it's, it's weird isn't it because Liverpool They've got to grips with a lot of the injuries, as I just mentioned. They kind of try and catch some of them early. There's certainly these muscle ones, but I know when, when Liverpool have a muscle injury, you go, oh, and if someone says like they're out for three weeks and you say, you're not going to see him again this year, kind yeah. of thing. I mean, yeah. The, the Trent one was one that they were like, ligament, oh, you know, hopefully he'll be back soon. I mean, it, it looks like we'll come back. To, to be fair, it does look like he'll be back soon, but we hear it a lot, don't we, where, you know, the Klopp, I think, tries to be positive. So they come to him in a press conference they did today and said, what's the latest? And he said, it is positive news but none of them available yeah. yeah. So, like, but, I'm kind of used to that. With I but now. I think with salary, he doesn't know, does he? No, and no. none of us know, and as, as Gorsty said, we'll know a bit more later on. Yeah, someone said to me, if it would have been a Champions League final, he'd have played on. So yeah. it doesn't sound... It sounds like Salah is being cautious. Yeah. Perhaps he knows that there's some big fish to fry when he comes back to England. Yeah, yeah. I, I think whenever you see a player come back onto the bench and kind yeah. of be a part of, of things, it, it shows that they're not receiving immediate attention, so maybe a back spasm. You know, but it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and to be fair, for Liverpool, if he misses the next game and, and Egypt are on two points, aren't they? There's every chance they could go out with that. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll get through. I think they probably yeah. will. You know, they, they they should do. They're playing what Cape Verde in the next game. Yes. So they 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 should win. But if there's a chance of them going out and Salah coming back early, well, I know we don't want him to fail, but it might work out quite well. Yeah. Well, someone asked us that didn't they, on Friday in the Q and A. You know, what would you rather do? Egypt go out straight away, or Egypt win the African and. At the time, I kind of thought, yeah, let him win it and come back flying and, and you know, take Liverpool to new heights. But after that little setback, I'm kind of reversed my decision on that now. And, you know, <laughs> just, just come home. Especially as well with the Liverpool's injuries are mounting up, aren't they? They're, they're, January's been pretty hard going to them at the moment. So let's go into those other injuries. Um, Sabozlai, Trent, neither of them two back. Um, for the Bournemouth game at the weekend. So what do, what do you think? Who, who do you think we'll, we'll see? Or are they all Fulham and, and um, the following game? Yeah, well, Zabazlai said, didn't he, in, in Hungary last week that he was hoping to make the Bournemouth game, but if not, you know, he wouldn't rush himself just to be fit for that game if it yeah. meant just missing that one and he'd be back for Fulham. And so be it. Trent is kind of targeting Chelsea um, on the 31st, but if not... I was told earlier this week that Arsenal at the latest yeah. will be, be his comeback date and, and that, that's big for the pillars and getting him back for that one so at the, in the meantime I guess it's up to Conor Bradley to step in make his Premier League debut and show why there's so much kind of um, belief in him behind yeah. the scenes yeah. um, in terms of Zabaz like maybe Harvey Elliott can step in obviously Curtis Jones is in form at the moment chance for Ryan Gravenberg to kind of shake off a little bit of patchy form over the last month or so um, so there are options in, in midfield, but you know Liverpool could just oh, do them getting one or two back, couldn't they? They've got too many out at the moment, as I'd suggest. I talk every pod 
Totally about how I feel like Liverpool's injuries are underplayed, and I think you made the point in the last one, well, they keep winning, so people aren't going to make a big deal of them. But um, this is a really tricky game to have to get through, I think, with, with so many injuries and absences. It is for a couple of reasons. Obviously, Bournemouth have actually played quite well at the moment. They, funny, when Liverpool played Bournemouth at the start of the season, obviously they won 3 1, McAllister was sent off, but Bournemouth caught them out for the first 20 yeah, minutes, yeah. scored, could have had another goal. Another Semedo, isn't it? He's not playing because he's he's, he's with Ghana, which, again, it's not just Liverpool who have been affected by the African covenant. They're going to miss him, aren't they? Uh, Semenya. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's going to be a... I think you deserved it. Yeah. Cause you went too early with that, to be yeah. fair. You, you should have built it up a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, Bournemouth, tricky. But, yeah... It's, as I said, it's not just Liverpool are missing the missing the uh, players from the from the tournament. You're quite pleased with that, aren't you? <laughs> it's it's like, you're, you're yeah, just... I know what you'll do. You'll say, "Oh, it's awful." In the next pod, when Ghana play, you'll slip it in and try and claim it. As a... yeah, we've done, we've, do, do, you, you forget how long I've been doing this job. We've done all these to deck already. The press conference today, though, that you, you would have been happy with, but you you decided you weren't because they weren't your jokes. Which one was they? When we were talking about the cushions. Oh, yeah, said, oh, that's that was... just fellow talk. That <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I'd high five you for that, but you you he got a straight red instead. He got a straight red mm. because they were red. Anyway, going back to the podcast, um, Bournemouth tricky. As I was saying, when I saw them play against Liverpool, I was quite impressed actually, and I was then surprised to see them struggle at the start of the season because I could then see that they. Your face is just killing me. I thought you could see there was something there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's taken them a bit longer than you expected. And it was a tough game when they played in the League Cup in November. Yeah, and I know it, was, yeah. it wasn't quite full-strength teams for the pair of them, but the crowd were up for it. They caused Liverpool quite a few problems. And, of course, they won. They beat Liverpool 1-0 last season there in the league, and that was probably one of the, one of many low points. And that was kind of a... You could see things had to change at that point because they went to play... Was it Real Madrid next? It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, on the Tuesday. When they were already 5-2 down. So, oh, it was and it, and it, came, it came off the back of the 7-0 against United as well. So yeah. people thinking, oh, Liverpool are going to be up for this now. And you know, we saw that. So it's a good little barometer for, for Liverpool to see yeah. how far... Well, obviously, they've hardly lost... I think they've only lost two league games since the Bournemouth game. Just City, the, the next one after mm. the international break. And Tottenham, which was the, the VAR one. So, 32 games, that. Yeah. It's a little test for them, and I think it'll be tough. And, yeah, I think uh, Liverpool have had a little bit of trouble in the past. I remember they lost 4-3 there. Yeah. Um, when they were so, Even being 3-1 up, it's not enough to win at Bournemouth sometimes. So, yeah. tough game. Yeah, I sometimes think, Gorsley, that when they make a lot of changes, yeah. it can go either way. But we saw they make a lot of changes for the League Cup game. Um, when was that? October, November? October. Um, yeah. No, it was November. When I said November, about November, three seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah well, that, that very early November. Well, <laughs> um, and that Darwin Nunez scores, it, it sometimes gives Liverpool a bit of an unpredictability. Yeah, it does. I mean, you mentioned then that neither side were full strength on that day, but Liverpool won't be tomorrow, uh, Sunday, will they? Um, <clears throat> but that game was a bit of a... I don't think you can draw too many conclusions from it because it was, it was played in a literal storm, wasn't it? If you remember on the on the south coast, and it was just about getting through it, battling through it, and mm. and winning it. And Liverpool did with a, a moment of magic from from Nunes. It, it'll be difficult. Obviously, Solanke probably the informed striker in the Premier League at the moment, isn't he? I think he's right up there with Haaland and, and Salah for goals and about 13, 14 this season. Um, Areola has got them. Got a tune out of them to be fair. They, they absolutely hammered United at Old Trafford about a month ago now, didn't he? And <clears throat> I don't think too many teams have, have taken more points than them across the last sort of six or seven weeks. So I think it's the last ten Liverpool and Bournemouth at the top of the 
uh, the, yeah. you know, their last 10 games. They've yeah. taken 22 points out of 30. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's going to be tough, yeah. And, um, you know, Liverpool have battled gamely through the injury crisis that they've had pretty much since the start of December, really. It's almost yeah. every game someone's been dropping out. Yeah. You know, even Alisson go back to the Man City game and then from there, you know, McAllister, Matip, Zabozlai, you know, you can take your pick. Trent, they've all sort of pulled up. So it's just about seeing what they're able to do. And and I think the starting 11s have still been strong, but they haven't really had much in reserve, have they? No. They, they've no. sort of had two subs who they're able to, to bring on. Yeah. It worked against um, Fulham. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, there's, there's not a whole lot. Then you're starting to look at Bobby Clark and, you know, maybe Kate Gordon or someone like that. But there's generally the strength and depth is being... Um, Put through its paces at the moment. I think we're seeing Dolly, some of the the real qualities they have in the squad. Firepower is obviously one of them, and that sort of pulled them through games. Mm. As as Gorsley just mentioned, all those all those absences in in December, it's kind of pulled them through those games. And also just the the, the sort of grit that seems to be back about them this season. Um, you know, they, Klopp was talking again like about clean sheets today, wasn't he? And about some of the um, the defensive performances of of Quanter and of Kanate, um, and that has stood them in good stead, hasn't it, for what has been a tricky run of fixtures and it will probably need to all be there at Bournemouth. Yeah, I think you do worry that there will come a game where it all catches up with them because you can't have whatever team you are, no matter what strength and depth you've got, like we saw with City earlier this well, season. Like they had a few, yeah. catching up with yeah. Holland, didn't they? Exactly, yeah. So you could, there will come a game and it's like, well, which one do you pick? Bournemouth away, do you want it to be Fulham away in the League Cup? I know we'll do the, this next week, but, you know, we've spoken, I reckon people might underestimate that game a little bit. Then you've got Norwich in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, if they get through all of them with by winning all three, they've done incredibly well. Oh, but then absolutely. they don't need they don't need to beat Fulham, do they? They just need mm-hmm. to draw. You know what I mean? So I do think that it may catch up eventually. However, if against Fulham they get Savoslai back, there's one. The worry is if somebody else falls over. Well, there you go, yeah. And this is the thing. They've now reached that point where if anybody else falls over the next week, then they're going to have a massive problem. Yeah. They are fortunate in the sense that the keeper's fit now, and even then he's not going to be playing some of the games, so that's helped them. Yeah. Uh, the centre-backs, they've got three of them are fit. Yeah. They've got McAllister's back just at the right time for Endo. Curtis Jones has stayed fit. And the forwards, while everyone's gone about Salah being gone, and that's a massive blow, they've still got four of them fit. So straight through the middle and, and the and the attack they've got enough options there it's, it's everything else around it yeah. is where, the, that's third where left back yeah, basically yeah we'll, we'll they, got a, they got a second or you could argue third choice right back yeah. because Calvin Ramsey mm-hmm. should really be it so can, can I say that someone you didn't mention there that I think has been incredibly important and stayed fit touch wood all season so far is Joe Gomez yeah. because of the, the positions he's played in the, the form he's been in um, I mean it it has been the season, uh, probably his best season so far, I think, at Liverpool, uh, just because of the, the types of games he's had to play. Yes, <clears throat> certainly since 2020 when, when he won the league at centre-back. But, yeah, I mean, his versatility has been, you know, a huge asset, hasn't it? You know, I had a chance to speak to him after the Arsenal game and kind of said to him, look, you're playing left-back at the moment and, and that's probably the third position you want to be playing in. He sort of starts laughing as he to say, yeah, you're right about that. So, obviously, he's a centre-back by trade who occasionally does the job at right-back and has done the kind of hybrid role at times as well, hasn't he? You know, Wolves was one of them earlier in the season. And now he's played the last sort of month now, hasn't he, at left-back since Simicass's injury. So, and played very, very well. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool have, have still got the best defensive record in the Premier League, despite the injuries that they've had. You know, Matip, mm-hmm. Canate's been in and out, hasn't he? And 
<clears throat> they haven't had a senior fit left back for over a month. So, um, yeah, big credit to him. He's having a fantastic season and he's getting um, closer and closer to that elusive goal after, what, 201 appearances now? So, yeah, yeah. yeah great, great season for him and, and great to see him bounce back actually after a, an indifferent one to, to, to be kind really last season. Still only 26. Um, signed a new contract relatively recently. It was the 18 months ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, just hope he, he carries it on, really. Yeah, the one yeah. thing about going was, well, to say two things that no one ever doubts his talents, but the two things that he needs is A, to be fit, mm -hmm. and B, I always think with, with Gomez, it's a psychological thing. When he makes a mistake in the past, he's kind of like... The, the example was Man City last season, oh, he was probably Liverpool's best player, they win 1-0. He was playing centre-back that day, wasn't he, I think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, he's, was he right back? I, could, I can't remember. Um, then the following... I think it was in the next couple of days. He played West Ham, and he gave away a penalty for like with a silly kind of challenge. I know Liverpool won the game eventually, and then it was in a couple of weeks they played Leeds, and he made that terrible mistake. Yeah. But he'd already got over a, a bit of a nightmare at, at Napoli, mm -hmm. where he'd been subbed at half time. Hadn't he? Well, that was in just in that first half. He played really well for about half an hour, and then he made a mistake where he gave the ball. I think it was Osman. I think it was. They didn't score, but. After that, he just fell apart a little bit and Liverpool conceded another goal, this, that and the other. So I think with maybe this season we've seen he's been psychologically strong, although he's not really made a massive blunder, has he? I can't think of any. And even if he, even if he has done, he's managed to sort it out himself rather than somebody else coming and bailing him out. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. What, what's Klopp's favourite word? I don't know. The... You've written about it a lot recently. Uh, rhythm. Oh, rhythm. rhythm, yeah, yeah. sorry. And I think, yeah. And I think she's thrown us there. Yeah, I think Joe Gomez is like the standard bearer in that squad for rhythm, for, yeah. for Klopp's. Kurt Curtis yeah. Jones, the other one. Yeah, there's there's yeah, a few yeah. in there, I think, actually, that's a good point. You start to notice that when you, when you put together a run of games, yeah. you start to see the quality yeah. that they've got. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you talked about the 2020, you know, when he, he was in that partnership um, with with Van Dyke. Mm. And I remember it, it was a rhythm thing. He got into he got into a rhythm with Van Dyke. They forged the partnership, and he was very, very good. And then as soon as he he got injured and fell out the team, he found it quite difficult to get back, um, to get back to his to his best. And he was playing in different positions. But this year, because he's played throughout, I think he's been very good. Um, before we move on, we've got some some comments and questions on on YouTube. I'd like to just point out. Um, 
I mean, John Van Floyd says if it's hamstring oh dear for, for Salah, um, I don't know whether you saw the start of the show, but hopeful that it's a back and not hamstring, which would be probably quite good. Is that, is that a question or a comment? Uh, it was a comment. He said promising season would slowly crumble. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think we want any of that. I, I think the great thing about Liverpool this season is they've they've not thought like that. I think you can mm. tell in the squad that, that there's an attitude of we can do this, we can we can improve. There's it, it, The refresh in the summer and the way the Klopp's been, I think that it's, it's a great way of, of dealing with them with the injuries as they've dealt with a very can-do attitude. Yeah, That's they, fair to say. Yeah, they, they, haven't, they haven't sulked or no, licked no. the wounds or anything like that, have they? You know, you, you can mention Newcastle and, OK, there might be a bit of a um, disparity in the, the overall quality of the squads. But Newcastle, it seems to me like the narrative behind them over the last three months has just been, oh, well, they've got injuries, so we can't expect anything from them. Liverpool have probably had a similar amount of injuries and just just carried on, just cracked on. And um, It was interesting listening to, to Pep Linders just the day before the Fulham game where he said anyone who had negativity at pre-season, the beginning of the pre-season, would get a punch in the face because we were leaving all that behind and it was a fresh start, you know, Everyone you know, great work, place practice. No, I mean, it's probably a your employees. It's <laughs> yeah. not great. Yeah. I mean, did you want to do that with Theo? Well, after his reading last week, yeah. <laughs> you stick with it a few yeah. wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah well, exactly. Yeah, you're quite yeah. violent, aren't you? Yeah. Really? Well, I don't know. The, the sharpshooter. I think. won't make a complaint to HR if yeah. I see you put the uh, crossface chicken wing on him or something. That's right. Who was that? Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Yeah. Bob Backlund. No one's going to know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, they have handled it really well, and the hope is that they don't have to carry on doing it. But um, we're still a few weeks away, aren't we, from a, a full complement of players? And, and Klopp hasn't had a full squad available to him all season, really. Because yeah. Thiago and Pochettis have been out, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Bob Backlund, the shortest reign of any champion. What was it? Nine seconds or something stupid? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. There you That's go, my, 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 my wrestling knowledge like, ends about yeah. 1994, by the way, because I grew up, basically. <laughs> Nathan Quinn um, asks us what the latest with Ku Itakara. I'm sorry if I... Um, I'm sorry if I've, I've butchered his name. Um, he's the... the um, Japanese centre back, yeah, glad back. He's played for City, um, but it, I can He's got a release clause. <clears throat> I don't know. It smells of Liverpool that one for me. I think Theo might have written something on this yeah. earlier this week, but I'm not too sure about him. You know, I did a piece earlier this week about uh, Osman Diamande at uh, Sporting yeah. and um, Morton Frendrup at Genoa, defensive midfielder. Mm. But um, you know, we've just just come from Klopp's press conference and. You know, he, he said, um, I can guarantee it's going to be a quiet window. And, mm. you know, what are we now? Getting towards the final. Well, we're inside the final two weeks of it, aren't we? Liverpool aren't going to be doing anything. Any major incomings, unless there's a serious injury crisis. And then, even if they did, you'd be worried about them kind of being too reactive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, he might be one for further down the line, but at the moment, nothing imminent. Where, where, where's that player from? Um, Gladbach. That's what Liverpool hoped that Salah's got. Thank you. Oh, so, so following on from that, please, um, in the comments, just tell us what wrestling hold you'd like to put in. <laughs> right uh, now. <laughs> sharp shooter, crossface, uh, walls of Jericho. Um, I don't know. Cobra clutch. Cobra clutch. Cobra clutch. You have literally both, lost uh, most both, of the... Both the same clutches. I think so. Yeah. Viewership yeah. at this moment. Yeah, no, no. There's, there's 49 people watching as we speak and they're, they're sticking with us. They like our, our wrestling hold talk. <laughs> Um, right, um, Bob Backlund is retired. Former, yeah, someone yes. knows who he is. Yeah. Um, thank you, Bear. He's about sixty, um, at least. At least, at least yeah. he's got to be sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. Um, same age as yourself. That's how you know him. 
Um, do you want to talk about international tournaments? Um, we sort of glossed over it before quickly, but Salah... No, it's just it's just just saying that, obviously, these tournaments have to take place sometime. And it seems to be no matter when they are, whether it's the middle of the season, January, whether it's December, November, whether it's in the summer. Liverpool, and not just Liverpool, is it? But it just seems as though Liverpool, not struggle, but they seem to be impacted quite a bit because... When certain players go away, Salah, we mentioned what happened in 2022. I mean, obviously, the flip side to this is Mane, who came back and was then he was bolstered by it because obviously they won it. But there's very few players who are going to win the, you know, the international tournament, whether the, the continent. Endo might do it, but yeah, slight difference there. I think he's won it before. You'd have someone's going to you know point out that I'm wrong there, no doubt. But he's certainly done well with Japan in the past, so I think. For Liverpool, it has. If you look at Manny in 2017, Liverpool were doing quite well. I know that probably ahead of schedule that season. He goes off to the African yeah. nation. Liverpool yeah. lose a load of games. Manny comes back, plays a few games, gets injured, ends the season. I'm not saying those two things are related, but these, you know, look at last season with the World Cup. Van Dijk comes straight back from the World Cup. Does his hamstring? Uh, his hamstring wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And all the players were distracted by it beforehand. I don't think there's any suggestion that Salah's been distracted or Endo have been distracted by the what's about to happen to them in, in, in their international tournaments. But they'd only be human if when they come back, depending on what happens, it's going to you know, affect their emotions, even if it's just for the short term. So I think, I think the thing with Salah is it's his mentality, isn't it? Like when he got beaten in Senegal in 2022, he was... He was um, on the first plane home, wasn't he? And he was in the squad for that Leicester game, yeah, wasn't he? Come yeah. on, and off the bench, and yeah. it was almost like a, I was just, I was just going to try and forget about that, get it out of my mind, and, and crack on with Liverpool. And maybe if they do end up being knocked out at the group stages, that'll be our real channel his frustrations into uh, the second half of the season. Um, but we'll see. But uh, hopefully, yeah, it isn't, it isn't too serious an injury. Yeah, these, these international tournaments have to happen, and and if you ask yeah. the players themselves, they absolutely love it. They're playing for the country is so important, and I know sometimes supporters of any club just don't really see that, but it is important to them, and that's why if things don't go to plan, it can affect them. Especially so, when you're Mohamed Salah, and, and let's face it, Egypt's hopes rest on your shoulders. Yeah, because often. the rest of the players aren't very good. Well, and, but, it, and but you know, he's, yeah. like you've just said before, he's... he's Probably the biggest star in the whole tournament. Yeah, you know, and and you can you can feel the pressure for him. But you can see when he goes into these things how much responsibility he yeah. takes. Yeah. Um, it was the same um, in um, what? How many years ago was it? To when was the Mane final? Twenty twenty two. So so like you could see, and it was the same for Mane at the time because yeah. he was operating at the peak of his powers. So you know, and, and obviously. Endo captains Japan, so he probably feels the same thing. But I, I think as well for Liverpool, it's that their style of play is so intense, isn't it? That probably these little changes in different camps and different teams yeah. and different yeah. medical teams. Like a little bit of rhythm. Rhythm, yeah. There you you go. know, and, and, it, and it just all impacts, doesn't it? So um, I think you do notice the difference when Klopp has had a, a summer to work with. They mm -hmm. often seem to start the season better, and I don't think that's a, a coincidence. Yeah, one of the many times we've spoken to Van Dijk after games, I think he said something a few weeks ago. Basically, it was it was around the kind of the busy period. So one of the questions was, well, how do you prepare during this period? How do you manage to stay fit and keep on top of your game? And he said that after whatever game it was, it was a night game that he was going to be going and having a, a physio session. And you know, by the time he got home, it would have been close to midnight, I'm sure. And then you've got to have a physio session, a recovery session. You get the day off after games, but. Just a little insight into how much work goes into staying fit, yeah. essentially. And like you say, as soon as the players kind of deviate from that schedule and that program with the national teams, it can take any yeah. minor kind of 
twang kind of to disrupt everything. We yeah. saw that with Daniel Sturridge all those years ago. Oh, is is yeah. that not what you do after a night game? Just get home and get in the ice bath? <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> normally get a McDonald's. Not That's my That's my Redox. Connor Bradley. We want to talk about Connor Bradley earlier, and um, obviously the, the Fulham game. Um, he played really well, really grew into the game, I think, towards mm. the end of the game. And, and he is now likely to play, I think, on Sunday. Um, you both watch a lot of academy football. I, I know you both rate him very highly. Um, how much do you trust him to take Liverpool through this period, Gusty? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they don't really have too many other options, do they? Because Gomez has got to be on the left side. So it's a case of throwing in the deep end and, and on you go. But um, I don't think anyone can be worried by what they've seen so far in this kind of fleeting moments that he's had. Okay, he had an untimely slip for the Fulham goal in the, in the League Cup, but generally he's, he's been solid, hasn't he? He's looked to get forward where and when he can. You're not expecting him to be a kind of Trent type of, you know, creator. But I thought he could have had a sister his name, couldn't he, with Nunes, with that great ball in, if, if Nunes sticks that one away. And, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a, a young player, but he's not, he's not a, a real like massively young player as he's 20 he's been around Liverpool first team on and off for two years he's had a good spell at Bolton won the um, was it the Johnston's paint what's that called uh, now Dave? it's the Bristol Motors yeah. second hand company <clears> he, he won that, like that. Won that <laughs> with them didn't he so he's, he's obviously that that was a big game for them so he's played in big games um, okay it's not ideal but um, I suppose it wasn't ideal when Liverpool had to throw Trent Alexander-Arnold in all those years ago you know these young players can only learn when, when they got to go in, in the first team, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, I think he'll do all right. I wouldn't be worried about the size of the occasion because he played in front of 80,000 at Wembley in a cup yeah, final, yeah. played in the playoff semi-final. Yeah. So that's not going to be the issue. The only issue for me would be this week is the intensity of the three yeah. games, and more so the Fulham game, which we can get on to next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I mean, the, the Bristol Street, Bristol Street Motors, isn't it? That's what yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, in in a day and age where football has so much money in it, the Bristol Street Motors can still... Well, they, did, they didn't even sponsor it at the start of it. That's the thing. Yeah. They didn't have a sponsor at the start of the season. They just popped in uh, halfway through the group stages. Try and get me dad's Londis to sponsor. <laughs> um, and we did see Calvin Ramsey today as well, by the way, didn't we? Yeah. You know, he was obviously back from yeah. his Preston loan. You know, things had been different. It might have been him lining up, but he's 18 months into his Liverpool career, and I was still not sure if he's, if he's if he can do the business or not. So yeah, I mean, they had high hopes for him, didn't they, when they mm-hmm. bought him? You know, he, he was bought it because he had the style of a Liverpool fullback. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, unlike Bradley, he needs that year, doesn't he, to sort of, obviously, he had injuries disrupted last yeah. year, but he needs a year to get rhythm, you know, and um, to get himself, just to get football under his belt, doesn't he? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Conor Bradley will be up against Dominic Solanke. Um, I often think of Dominic Solanke as like peak Michael Edwards when they sold him. It was it 19 million at the time? And everyone went, hey, up 19 million for yeah. Dominic Solanke. He hadn't featured a great deal for Liverpool, but he's now, I mean, it, it, he's, he's scored a lot of goals in the Championship, but a few years later, really showing his quality, isn't he? And, and he's, um, he's clearly a very dangerous player that Liverpool could have to deal with. Well, he's a player that, he's become the player that Liverpool thought he'd become, basically. Yeah. And I think he's one of these ones who maybe Liverpool was a bit too, not big for him, but it was a, the quality was too high at the time. He wasn't the right kind it's of player a big for that. And, yeah, but he, yeah. He, played, he came off the bench and played in the Champions League semi final at Roma. He, mm-hmm. he played the last few minutes and he got on the bench for the final. So there's obviously something there. I think he, he didn't play, he only scored one goal, didn't he? Is that against Brighton? Brighton, that's Brighton, Brighton yeah. Season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
which was a game Liverpool needed to win as well, so to get into the Champions League. So I think the nineteen million pounds that they got for him, it was a great move, but it was a it's ultimately become a good move for Bournemouth as well because yeah. they've stuck with him. And they went down, they came back up, and now he's getting the goals. And he, as I said before, he's been at Chelsea, he's been at Liverpool, so he's been at big clubs, he knows what to expect. And maybe just Bournemouth has helped him make that step up to be a leading Premier League striker, because he is. You know, I'm surprised that you know Arsenal need a forward. Why aren't they making a move for him? Well, they can't, it's, and the FFP is yeah. kind of biting them down. Well, they could, they could sell somebody, yeah. couldn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the, it's not, just there. it's not just them, is it? Yeah. Chelsea? Well, somebody, somebody, anyone? Is somebody just make a bid for him? I mean, just on the window, we didn't. Uh, I thought this quickly before when we were talking about it. And obviously, Liverpool only really do their business when a real opportunity arises in January. But I think each year it feels like it gets a bit quieter. And obviously, you have non- normally Chelsea were very different when they last year. But this year, it feels like we're starting to see FFP. We're starting to see. I think it's FFP things, on the, FFP on the back of the coronavirus, yeah. you know, shutdown. I think now you're seeing the effect of that. Yeah, and clubs aren't willing to take as many chances. And I think clubs yeah. like Liverpool, who are even more careful, we're probably likely to see them do less and less business in general. Liverpool are probably rubbing their hands, thinking, well, yeah. this is what, this certainly what FSG, this is what FSG yeah. have always kind of professed to, to stick strictly within, haven't they? And, and seems to be um, bearing fruit some years down the line. Um, just going back to Solanke, I think I think the key thing with him is probably grown up. He hasn't had to learn the, the, the kind of nuances of, of being a centre-forward because he was always the biggest and the quickest mm, and yeah, the strongest true. and he had yeah. a great shot. But over time, he's, he's starting to learn how to be a number nine in the Premier League and it's uh, paying off for him, isn't it? You know, like I say, he's having an absolute great season. <clears throat> we were speaking to Rich Jolly before, weren't we? He's um, chief football writer of the Independent and he was saying at Old Trafford a few weeks ago, he was, you know, head and shoulders and probably stomach and waist, you know, the, the best <laughs> player on the pitch. He was just absolutely fantastic and he was he was speaking so highly of him. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of adding the, the kind of football flourishes on top of him just being, you know, very physical and strong and powerful than most other players. So um, I think Van Dijk would prefer to play against that type of, of number nine. Yeah, um, I think, I think what's all... Other. So well, I think that bodes well at least. What's also helped is Bournemouth are now playing a style of football that benefits him as well. Yes, yeah. They are playing a more attacking game, and if, no matter what forward you are, if you've got a team who wants to be on the offensive, you're always going to enjoy it more than a team who's perhaps taking a step back and just looking after the defence first. Yeah. Um, right, bef- moving on from the Bournemouth game, just a quick word on Jordan Henderson. Um, completed his move to Ajax last night. He's been holding a press conference uh, today. Um I said before we came on air, I don't really want to discuss Henderson at length. Um, I think it is worth a mention because obviously it's it's very newsworthy, but I think we've all said our pieces um, on Henderson. But, um, I mean, it's it's kind of turned out exactly how many people feared it would for him and and it's pretty poor, isn't it, really? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if only someone would have told them six months ago, you know, we probably shouldn't be making this move. you know, if he'd gone to Ajax from Liverpool six months ago, I think oh. there'd have been a groundswell of support and there would have been more, like, you know, you know, fair play to him for that challenge. You know, moving to a new country at this age and, yeah. and a, you know, a historic club who probably need a little bit of leadership and guidance. But um, the way it's turned out has not been um, not been great. What I would say for him is at least he's been kind of big enough to swallow his pride, look a bit foolish and yeah. uh, decide that it's not for him and, and move on. Yeah, I mean, he's he's made that decision quickly, hasn't he, at least, mm. totally. Yeah, quickest, the soonest, earliest possible. Early as he could, yeah. 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 
time he could possibly do it as well. I just think in years for now, people will look at Jordan Henderson, look at those six months and go, well, what was that all about? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. brackets, money, close brackets. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said before, I think it, I've never seen a player, in, for footballing reasons maybe, but, but, but take it such a nosedive in six months. I mean, badly advised doesn't even begin to cover it, but, I mean, it, it, it just is such a poor... Poor move all around, both on the football pitch, off the pitch, you know, for those reasons, um, and some of the ways he's handled it. Um, I don't know whether there's a full way back for him for the people that whose feelings he has hurt, but um, you know, I, I think um, he apologised in his, his IX press conference earlier, which I think is a start. Um, but yeah, I just think, I mean, how I, d I don't see any reason why he went to Saudi other than money, and you know some of the reasons about footballing, staying in the England squad, those sorts of things. None of them added up. Whereas a move to Ajax from the beginning yeah. would have kept him in around the England setup, playing at a good level with a good club. Um, it would have made sense even for him moving on from Liverpool. Um, yeah, it's the move he should have made six months ago, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like you say, we don't want to dwell on it too much because we've all written and mm. we've all had our say on this and whatever else, but. In, the, in that athletic interview with, with David Ornstein and, and Adam Crafton in November, was it, when he said that he never spoke about money? I mean, he's either taken the readers for, for fools or he's he's a big fool himself because he moved into the team who finished eighth in Saudi <laughs> yeah. Arabia last season or whatever it was. Why would you not talk about money, you know, if, if that's the move you're making? So, um, it's Robbie Keane's boy or club. I've always dreamt of playing for the Martial Etafak. Steven Gerrard seems to be faring a lot better out, new contract there, two year mm. deal. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you're already hearing plenty of whispers about Saudi Arabian football not being all it's cracked up to be, aren't you? Um, they got the money, but. Mm. Not a lot else by the looks of it, so um, we'll see how that develops in the summer. I do wonder whether there's going to be a little word in Mohamed Salah's ear. Don't you jump think so, so quickly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not even from him, maybe Firmino and Fabinho, they were over for the Newcastle game, yeah. Andy, and you'd imagine informal conversations of what, what's it actually like, and, you know, maybe Firmino, who apparently is disgruntled there, has said that, you know, it's not really for us, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, right, let's pick our teams for the Bournemouth game. Um, there isn't too much wiggle room, maybe midfield. But, too much um, what room? Wiggle room. It's wriggle, isn't it? Wriggle. wiggle. So you don't wiggle. No, you don't wiggle. That's <laughs> wiggle. I quite like wiggle. Sharp to the on. Now put the cross face on the move. Both of us. I'm, I'm disappointed actually. Before we go, please, someone get in the comments. Tell us what wrestling movie you'd like to put down. No one cares. We, we, we care. Of course, he cares. There's all after wasting precious time. time. No, I'm not. Pick you your are. team. Alison. Alison, yeah. Who do you reckon? Who's having goal? Yeah. I think the back four. The only question is do you play Quanta if you want Canati to play in midweek? Yep. And I'd think there's probably more of a chance of that than people think, but I'd start with Canati, Canati Van Dyke, Bradley, and Gomez, left back. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. No, either. same. There's, there's no one else. Is there really? Quanta or Canati is the big one, but I mean, with. Solanke being the um, in the form he's in, had one Canate up against them who is in a, a good bit of form himself, to be fair, isn't he? He has been since the, the Arsenal game now, which is nearly a month ago. So, yeah, that, that's mine. Yeah, I really like Quanto and I think um, I think he's had a great great season so far. He's shown a lot of quality. I trust him, you know, mm. but, but I think with the amount of injuries Liverpool have got and with Bradley playing, what is this? Would this be his... I mean, I know he started years ago in Shrewsbury, but would this be his second or third... I think it, no, I think he's made, he's made ten appearances overall. He's made more than you think. Start, start. Well, he, made, he started in Belgium, didn't he? Did 
Did he? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So it wasn't so that long ago. We're still, we're still sort of in yeah. a handful of starters. Yeah. Yeah. He made his debut over two years ago, which, which is unbelievable, really. Yeah. Think still thinking it was like a new youngster. Yeah. 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 So, so I think the seniority of having Kanate next to him. Yeah. Rather than than Kwanza just just kind of helps things yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, in this regard. Um, okay, midfield, Gorsty. Yeah, so probably gonna be McAllister, isn't it? And then Jones. So I suppose the only big one is, is maybe grabbing Beck or Elliot, but there's not too many others really fighting for for the spot, is there? So I'll go with Elliot and Jones. I'm gonna go with McAllister. Sorry, McAllister. Um Hones, that's Jones. And well, apparently that's how you pronounce it, Macalise. That's apparently. So there. How can there be nobody there who wants to put, who doesn't want to put Doyle in it? <laughs> I'm inviting them now, aren't I? Come on, I'm giving them giving them good reason to do it. There has to be someone out there. It's interesting. Grabenberg hasn't had that good of a time lately, but I actually think that me having a bit of a rest will help, and I'm willing to give him another go in midfield. So I want him to start. Yeah, um, definitely McAllister. Oh. What did you call it? Machalista. Machalista. And, um, and, and Jones. I'm not making that up, by the way. I'm not making that up. Okay. But, I mean, you very much are making it up. Well, let, let's see what people say. I think McAllister and Jones are two are two thirds of a, of a full Liverpool midfield, aren't they? You know, mm. Jones, I think, has, has worked his way into being a starter. I thought you were going to say so, two thirds of a band then or something like that. Like. But, you know, like in terms of considering all the injury problems, you would probably. Probably put them in the, in your midfield if everyone was fit. I think it's fair to say. <clears throat> maybe maybe end them over McAllister, but but it's close. So so I'm quite quite happy with them too. I think it's the the third one, and I just don't yeah I don't know whether I trust Grabenberg. I think um, if you can't trust him now for, at the moment, then I think it's an ideal time for him to come in and play. I'll be really? honest. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I trust Elliot a bit more. Yeah. Um, but then but then saying that, obviously the Fulham game coming midweek. You want more trustworthy players in that game because obviously Liverpool don't want to give away a, a lead and Grabenberg might is, is unpredictability might be quite good in this game. So um I just think I've just talked myself into playing Grabenberg. Okay. And then and then Elliot on, on Wednesday night. Mm. Um but yeah, I think I think it says a lot about Jones and but certainly Jones that he's he's forced his way into that midfield conversation and you don't even think about Jones now, he's straight in. Uh, Elliot and, and Grabenberg have got some work to do that you sort of weighing it up over them too. Um, you front three. I'm going to go with Diaz on the right. Nunes, I think, is doing well on the left at the moment, yeah. and I'm going to go with Jota. Jota offers more of a, a goal threat than Gakpo. Maybe keep Gakpo in reserve for for Wednesday. We've seen Klopp put Gakpo in midfield a little bit, haven't we? Do you think there's mm. an argument for that? No, no, not Sorry. this game. I don't think. So I think it, I, I play Nunes on the left definitely. I play Elliot on the right, and in the basis that he's probably going to get subbed in the second half for one of the other forwards, depending on how the game's going. And down the middle, I think I think Gak. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because Gakpo, I think, is actually been doing really well recently, but then so's Jota since he's come back, mm. and the pair of them need. What's the word? Yeah, exactly. So they both they both know they're going to play in this game at some yeah. point. I'd probably start with. I'd probably start with Gakpo. Keep the ball. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that about Gakpo. I, I've always said I'm not. I, I like Jota, but just don't love him from the start. I think he's a great substitute. I think he's quite good at home. Away from home, prefer Gakpo. I think he does keep the ball better. I think he, he knits things together better. And it, 
he'd be probably he'd probably be more helpful with the midfield that they've got up. So I'd probably go Gakpo through the middle. I like Nunes a lot down the left. Mm. Um, I think he could cause Bournemouth real problems. Um, obviously scored a great goal there, so good memories uh, from earlier this season. Um, and then, yeah, I did like Diaz on the right the other day. Yeah. I think um, I would just like to scratch that itch a bit more and see see what he's like there. Um, and I think with Nunes playing so well on the left, it would be a good chance to change it up. Um, but whether the, whether the Elliot option is there with Fulham to come... Um, I think I've got a suspicion that he might go your way and, and play a bit of a stronger front line at, at Fulham. Mm. You seem to have a theory on Fulham and, and Norwich. Are you going to enlighten us before we go? Oh, no, I, just think, I, just, I just think Fulham's going to be a very, very tough game. And I think yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll yeah. start... He'll not, they don't really look at games ahead, do they? always look at ones no. behind. But I think with this one on, uh, against Fulham, it's two very long away trips. Yeah, And I think that... They'll want to keep at least one of those front three in reserve, front four in reserve for that game. For that game, yeah. Okay, give us a prediction, Gorsty. You can go first. I mean, last season was was a real low, wasn't it? They one 0 yeah. defeat. Um, they're absolutely flying. To be fair to them, I think Liverpool might sneak a one 0 I see, I I think if Liverpool do win, I'd be very surprised if they don't concede. Yeah, I, score I, a lot I agree. Of goals. Yeah. So I'm going to have two two. Well, I think if Liverpool win, it'll be two one. But I think it'll finish one all. Mm, I, think, I, I don't. To be fair, I think of all these fixtures, a draw at Bournemouth is is fine, and you know you kind of get out and and um, got to beat Chelsea though. Yeah, yeah, you got to beat Chelsea, and then not lose to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, and that represents quite a good run, doesn't it? But um, but then yeah, weirdly, it's it's a, if you win two, you get and lose one, you get more points. Well, it depends on who you lose to, doesn't it? You don't want to lose to Arsenal. No, you don't want to lose to Arsenal. No. Psychologically, it's it's big, isn't it? So. Yeah, um, let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell two, yeah. tell ten. But, but what, are you, what are you on social family? media, Joe? What am I on social media? We should do this more often. It's from yes. me, at Joe Rimmer 88. Which, is, of course, was when you celebrated your 20th birthday. When <laughs> 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 you celebrated yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, I, I got that in first. Uh, I am at Ian Doyle Sport. Ian Doyle Sport. At PT Ghost. PT Ghost. You're mm. not a personal trainer, are you? No, very much not. <laughs> no, no. 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 I'm personally training myself. <laughs> Before we go, so what was the wrestling moves you put on me? I think I, I thought I said Crippler Crossface. But that would I literally quite a bit. don't know what that is. Um, Good old yeah, Would you demonstrate? Would you demonstrate? We'll, we'll, we'll talk we about who used it <laughs> yeah. too much. Probably, yeah, we'll probably move on. But um, yeah, I think it was the LaBelle Lock. What's the LaBelle Lock? That's a good one, isn't it? Sure, that's a good one. It's similar anyway. But yeah. People need to go oh, for their lunch. I know what you Let mean. Let them yeah. go. Let's people go for their lunch. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you on Monday, hopefully, to talk about the Liverpool win and to look ahead to the greatest cup competition in world football, the Carabao Cup. See you then. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.